Hey, everyone. We want to take a moment to tell you about the sponsor of this podcast, Roosevelt. You may know Roosevelt as the company who makes those rad, all-over print button-downs with just about every franchise that you love. They, of course, have Star Wars, because this is a Star Wars podcast, but they also have Harry Potter, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, NASA, WWE, The Office, Nickelodeon, Rick and Morty, Friends, all kinds of other stuff, including new lines from Yellowstone and The Godfather. And not just button-downs, but t-shirts. They do shorts, jackets, hoodies, koozies, flannels, so many different kinds of items, so many dope designs. So if you're interested in picking something up for the first time, go to rsvlts.com and use promo code THANKTHEMAKER with no spaces to get 20% off your first purchase. Once again, that's rsvlts.com. Use promo code THANKTHEMAKER to get 20% off of your first purchase. Hello there and welcome to Thank the Maker, a podcast about heroes, princesses, scoundrels, hokey religions, ancient weapons, and all things Star Wars. I'm Adam Russell. Hello there. I am a Hayden Christensen fan named Ryan Key. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, uh, this is Mike Forster, an allergy sufferer in the Midwest, and also a fan of pretty much everything this Ahsoka show has done. And it is lovely to see you guys because I think we all collectively, Ryan and I weren't able to be on last night, but... What we did miss out on was top tier screeching in excitement over what we just saw yesterday. And I'd like to screech some more today. <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> it's unbelievable, dude. You guys really quickly, because this is short, give your like immediate reaction, overall feelings on the episode since you weren't with us yesterday. Ryan. I mean, okay, Sabine and Jason just flying in the ghost. Um, okay, <laughs> two simultaneous lightsaber battles that then bled into a third one. Let's just have another one, yeah. a head-to-head to, to tie it off with a bow. And the world between worlds. I mean, the ocean waves fading into the stars in, in, in the world between worlds where she was lay, laying on the bridge Bro. and then re- realizing, you know, as she moved her hand or whatever, that it would, that w- before it even pulled out, I, I knew like before it pulled wide to show that she was like laying on the bridge. I was like, Oh, Oh, we're, Oh, Oh, we're doing this. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're doing this. Someone pulled her in here. No, no chance that the thought would have even had a kernel of, of an existence in my mind that that's who pulled her into the world between worlds. I mean, I, I mean, obviously yet to be seen like what actually happened, but right. Like we would assume that a portal was open and at the right ex- exact moment that she needed saving, she was pulled into the world between worlds. And I, dude, yeah, this is like, <laughs> yeah, it's just going down as the best, the best star Wars ever <laughs> It kind of is. And for those who haven't watched Rebels, sorry about you. You're bad. I mean, I'm still high on Afrin. <laughs> I mean, Rebels. Same. Dude, same. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still buzzing from my Rebels binge. So every little piece of den information that's related to Rebels in this show, it, it makes my skin just goosebumps all over. You know, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I loved last night's episode so much the the lightsaber battles were freaking amazing 
I've seen someone complaining, people complaining about how they're like not sped up, like to, to feel more like animation or something, you know, like th that they could literally speed up the, have you guys seen that at all? People yeah. talking about how yeah. lightsaber battles seem a little slow and I've been seeing that about uh, everything. But then they complained about it in the prequels when Yoda and right, right. when it was sped up. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So we're, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am a fan of, uh, as, as we all know, I'm a fan of taking something, uh, fantastic like star Wars in this sci-fi, you know, uh, make believe world and giving it real, giving it some realism, giving it a, a way of making it feel lived in. So having people actually fighting with lightsabers, the way people can actually fight with lightsabers and not faking it doesn't bother me personally. And I thought that the choreography in these, in this whole, the whole fight sequence, dude, Sabine, like, like blaster blocking with her armor and yeah. Oh, yeah. It, the droid fight that just yep. popped. I just remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Two droids, kung fu fighting, dude. What? <laughs> oh, it's so good. Anyways, Mike, go ahead. I stole it all from you. Oh no, I mean that's pretty much it. Like I, like, so Mike, like, did you like Star Wars? Yeah, well, <laughs> like Ryan said, uh, being high on Afrin just really makes you really bring stuff in. You know what I mean? Um, the, uh, I, I think this episode, you know, so so Disney Disney kind of does this weird thing where they drop this clip of the night's episode earlier in the day, right? And I remember being like. Oh shit. Okay. I guess we get to see, you know, Ahsoka goes out and fights uh, you know, Morgan's guys. And I remember being like, oh, that's probably gonna be in the middle of the episode. And um, you know, it was in like the first like five minutes of the episode. Mm -hmm. It's a 45-minute episode, right? So I'm already like, oh my, Ryan, same thing. Sabine comes out. I think we, you know, they're 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 remembering and and the lore of her being a Mandalorian, not only like a, any Mandalorian, like she's a legendary house Mandalorian. Right. Mm -hmm. And we know that she's got this, you know, she has all of her tricks that she's used that we saw in rebels. So to see her use her gauntlet with the whip cord, like mm -hmm. the, the, you know, the, like you said, like that using the van braces to like block the bolt and the sound of it hitting the Beskar. Yes, dude. I'm like, yeah, I'll, pinging I'll, off of it, right? I'll just sit there and listen to that all day. I'm like, mm, now this is a symphony. Um, Do you like armor? <laughs> have you ever made anything? You should party for, about yeah. it. Um, you should have a show and talk about it. But the like, rock and sock and robots was amazing. That was incredible. Yep. AKA Real Steel, starring Hugh Jackman. Nice dude. <laughs> yeah. Nice one. Very nice. The uh, I think the the entire episode for me, like we knew that the reveal of the ghost was coming. Uh, we got to see, you know, Brendan, well, we're going to get into it, but obviously at this point, uh, X-Wing pilots are opportunities for all cameos, which I loved. I love that. We'll talk about that later. Um, but certainly this episode, this, I, I, we think we talked about it last night, but like, I legit had no idea what was going to happen, which I feel like for Star Wars at this point, we have a general idea of, of where the story is going, but this one was like, is Sabine going to turn into the dark side? I was just like, what is going on? We'll talk about it a little bit, but like there was, there were stakes that like uh, uh, them, you know, basically Balin dropping that, like her whole family is gone. Like, yep. dude, talk about compromise. Like, yeah. And, and was it, was he using a Jedi mind trick? I mean, everything about that episode all the way up to the point get in the world between worlds which my friend pointed out is a lot more wet than we thought yeah it's moist there it is moist it's a little damp yeah it's a they're, damp dark place but the effects of it i'm like i love this crystallization mm -hmm. this almost like astral uh dust that's coming off it's, it's beautiful so everything about this show is absolutely crushing 
my expectations. I think it was one of my most anticipated shows because I like when Star Wars is weird. In Filoni, we trust, and thus far, we literally have gotten everything we've needed out of Ahsoka. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's an amazing series. So you did like the Star War? I would say all in all, was I impressed? A little, yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, we should talk about it. That I mentioned this last night. I haven't felt suspense like that in Star Wars. I haven't felt that unsure about what would happen to these characters since The Force Awakens. Like, I haven't had an, oh my God, hands on my face, I can't believe I just saw what I just saw a moment like that since Han Solo died. Dude, spoiler That's alert. one of the boldest, statement I've ever, boldest statements I've ever said about- I had in the bathroom that yeah. thankfully I had already seen it, but I, I heard you know, a guy just- Can't believe they take, killed Han Solo. Taking a whiz, just talking about it in the bathroom at the movie theater. <laughs> Dude, I would, I would get arrested in that situation. I would, I would commit assault. Yeah. I'll say that. A little bit, a light assault, but certainly an assault. Yeah. So scrappy. Yeah. So scrappy. I'm really a great fighter. I'm a yeah, tough guy. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of experience fighting. Oh, he said snips. He said snips. Come. Yeah. Ah! He sure did. Whoever he yeah. whoever he is, whatever it is. That guy. Yeah. We'll, oh, we'll talk about that later. Oh boy. Okay. All right, but we should do uh some stolen plans because we do have a few things, some actors and whatnots that we want to call out. So, let's do that right now. What have you done with those planets? Ahsoka, part four, Fallen Jedi. Hell of a title. Great point that Alex from Star Wars Explained made. There are five, four Fallen Jedi in this thing. Yep. You know, you've got Maroc, Shin. Balin. Balin, Ahsoka, and... Anakin Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker, and you can count Sabine, maybe almost, Padawan, you know? Pretty crazy. Um, debuted yesterday, September 5th, 2023 on Disney Plus, at the time of this recording, written by Dave Filoni, of course, directed by Peter Ramsey, who directed Chapter 21, The Pirate in The Mandalorian, also directed Into the Spider-Verse. Casual. Not bad. Casual. Before that, for years, he was a, sto a storyboard artist. He's worked on a ton of big stuff. He did the funniest one. I had to put this in here, Sausage Party. Ah. Um, nice one. He also did uh, Hulk in 2003, Minority Report, AI Artificial Intelligence, Castaway, Fight Club, Independence Day, Predator 2. This dude's been working forever. So I, I was, at first, I was like, storyboard artist to director. That's a big jump. And then I thought about it like, of course, if there's anybody in a crew who knows like intimately the way a movie should flow and is, is laid out, it's a storyboard artist. It's, it's perfect. Disney Plus description, Hera risks her career to help her friends while Ahsoka and Sabine confront enemies. Yeah, they must have uh, gotten, gotten good. marks out or whatever. That's a little bit upgraded. Yeah. Anakin Skywalker's coming back. Let's get the, let's get the staff coming yeah. right this one. A few cast members we want to call out on this one. Evan Witten is the name of the kid who plays Jason Sindula. He's got a bad feeling about this. Yeah. He played young Elliot in Mr. Robot. Oh. Pretty cool. Flashback, I assume. Because um, that, that show didn't ever... I didn't finish it, but did it, it didn't like go back in time or anything, right? Just little flashbacks. Uh, spoilers or no? Uh, don't tell me. Okay. I need to okay. finish it. All right. Um, he's also in Big Sky, which is a pretty popular show, as far as I've heard. Uh, Paul Sun Young Lee returns as Captain Carson Teva. Paul Darnell, turns out, is the, uh, the dude in the suit playing Maroc. He's a, a veteran stunt performer. 
I mean, he's done a ton of stuff as well. Jurassic World, The Matrix Resur- Resurrections, the recent one. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. He was the Nightwind assassin in The Book of Boba Fett. And Timothy Oliphant's stunt double in Mando. No. Oh. So he's in the family all over the place. And, of course, returning, as we've already mentioned, Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker with a 45, sorry, 41-minute runtime for this episode. Just take a moment to realize that what you just said out loud, you said out loud. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's back. I mean, he was back, but he's back. It, it's, it's, just, it's just another level, like the Anakin and Obi-Wan thing. He's going to be in the movie. Oh, he's he's going to be, be in, the Filo- in, the, in the Filoni movie. That's going to gonna be. be his, like, real return to, like, the, the whole, to, like, bringing himself back to, I think, genuinely playing a role in a film. And, like, that, I, I think he's going to be in the film in a yeah. big way. I love that he, of all the actors that have ever been interviewed about their participation in Star Wars, he has the worst poker face. <laughs> the biggest shit eating grin like uh i can't i can't really speak on that um and it's a bad or, answer too right yeah. oh can we expect to see you in ahsoka hayden he's like i guess i guess we'll have to wait and see <laughs> you're like oh all right <laughs> see you there uh, i can't say yes contractually i'm not allowed to say yes or no but i'm not saying no so yeah i like it yeah tips us off all right let's um let's discuss some more I've been imagining these like double episode coverage things as just basically like stolen plans, Den of Antiquities and I Love You, I Know, but there's like so much to talk about here yeah. that we have to get a little deeper. Let's see. Uh, we did mention this, but I want to hear what you guys think. Murak, when he, when Ahsoka kills him, green dust comes flying out of the wound, right? Yeah. Like rapidly. And then he just, he like violently falls to the ground. So this makes it pretty evident that this is like, um, Magics. Magics, yeah. So um, Morgan Elsbeth had, had put someone under a spell, just like, you know, Savage was in, in um, the Clone Wars. But they can also bring people back from the dead with this. So is this like a fallen Jedi, you know, literally a dead one? Is this someone else? Is the, was this just an Inquisitor who maybe was uh, an, an ally or an asset that, I don't know. What, what do you guys think? Do you have thoughts? Have you heard rumors? Oh, boy. In the Twitter sphere? I mean, I wouldn't have, you know, gone seeking out a theory, a fan theory about that in, within 24 hours. But I think it's safe to say that it's deliberate, whatever it is, right? A, a deliberate choice that has purpose and meaning. So whatever, is it like a huge piece of the puzzle here? Or is it just a cool little factoid? You know, who knows? I mean, let's also go back to the fact that there's a lot of people who don't no, if you didn't watch animation, Night Sister as a term could either be uh, a successful sect of women who worked the night shift or uh, <laughs> a group of nuns that uh, particularly came out after night. I, we don't know, but ladies of the night, la- ladies of the night um, there. I think there could be something in there that is providing a little bit of exposition to people who are getting caught up on Morgan Elsbeth the green dust, the green flame, that was pretty prevalent in this episode. And I think it's to draw the connection for people that didn't watch animation that Night Sister magic is something you cannot take lightly. And if it has the power for necromancy, if it has the power uh, to do all of these things, which Balin looks up after, you know, the 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 map shows the way and he just looks up and he's like, 
you know, witchcraft, right? Right. So it's shown on display at how important magic is from the Night Sisters because they're force wielders. They have the ability to be able to manipulate things just like uh, 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 the dark, the good and the bad. So I think I would hate to know that like Merrick was Merrick or however we pronounce it would just be cannon fodder like that. But I think it was also as a tool to show how powerful their abilities are because I think yeah. it's going to become very evident at why Morgan Elspeth is connected to Thrawn and what that could bring for the future of the of the series. So it could have just been a little bit of like, if you didn't watch animation, you don't get it. So we're going to try to do something really cool to bring you up to speed on it. Um, but certainly reviving people who have been dead. Uh, Ryan and I played Fallen Order. There's a whole <laughs> there's a whole part of the map on <laughs> on on Mo- Zabrak where Dothmir that you're like get me out of here because these beings are terrifying and they're beyond a pain in the ass. Yeah. So I would say could be both. I think your point about it being just to display her power is is pretty solid. Thank you, Adam. I don't. I don't so think much. that the you you think that the green color was was the right. You know, I mean, in animation, I feel like it's always phosphorescent. It's like neon green. Yeah. Right. Um, and I felt like, correct me if I'm wrong. I I, I did a, a watch one watch and tried. I started to rewatch today, but I only got halfway through and I didn't make it to that point. Um, or I only got a, a few minutes in and didn't get to that point. But uh, the green smoke comes out of his body when he from the wound to me seemed like a little more uh, muted, you know, and like almost like an army green color, like a khaki green sort of vibe. So it wasn't ooze from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, it wasn't like, it it didn't, it didn't get, my point is only that it didn't do the Night Sister like spirit leaving your body, fluorescent green glowing thing that I think is is exclusive to when they're doing magic. Right. There's always that, that, you know, illuminated green uh, yeah, substance, you know, in the air. So I don't know. I, I would bet that's just a design choice. Yeah. You know, that that's kind of what I was getting at is, yeah. was it that? Yeah. All right. Really quickly, because Nick and I talked about this pretty extensively yesterday, Ahsoka versus Balin. There's this conversation before and during the fight, he says a few things. One must destroy in order to create so he's got this grand plan. He doesn't seem too interested specifically in what Thrawn's doing, but more like a larger plan. And he says to Ahsoka, your legacy, like your master's, is one of death and destruction. Her legacy. Don't understand that. I mean, she walked away from the Jedi. So if his thing is with the Jedi, that doesn't line up. That's confusing. Yeah, but I do think it tie, it's, it's another. I didn't read past that being just connected to the theme that we've now established of the hubris of the Jedi. Like that, that's what I took from that comment was just like, you're, you know, but he knows she left. He says, you know, you walked away, you walked away from your master, you walked away from, or he says that to Sabine maybe, but then he also says it didn't have to come to this, but you know, no other way. Like he didn't want to fight her. You know what I mean? There's like a really interesting dynamic. Well, think of everything she's been involved in. Think of, think of going back to like, she literally was part of the fall of the Jedi order. She left, but she was still a part of it. Yeah. Uh, she was helping, I mean, as a fulcrum agent helping, you know, the, the, uh, the idea of like, you know, there are innocent people on the death star when it blew up and it's like, mm. well, you know, um, and, and what she was doing was certainly, um, it's justification for whatever side you're on. Right. So yeah, he, he's not technically wrong. What's ironic about 
or it's not ironic. That's the wrong word. But what's interesting about Balin's perspective too is, isn't that what Yoda did in the Last Jedi? What do you mean? Luke says the the sacred text. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yoda intentionally lights the wisdom tree uh, with the books in it, which of course we think they're in it. But Yoda, he, he knew they weren't. Yoda knew they weren't in there. You're right. But what I'm saying is like to show Luke that like you're only going to carry on a legacy that was tainted, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. by teaching her. You know what I mean? So like in a way, I also think every time that that anyone you know on the dark side has referred to her. Yeah, they maybe say former, but they say Jedi every yeah, time. Former sure. Jedi, Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. That's that's how she's referred to. She's never not associated uh, with being a Jedi, f- former or otherwise. Like it's just they, you know, they do call her a Jedi. Yeah, often. There's yet another. Hang on, one more thing that's interesting. Um, our friend Brooke um, McDonald did. She sent me something when she was rewatching it. The legacy of death and destruction which is interesting, is her leaving Anakin Skywalker to turn into Darth Vader. That is really poignant. That makes a lot of sense. As in, like, you had, you, he was one of the only people you trusted, you, oh. that trusted you, and because he left and you didn't go after him, you didn't stop him. Yeah. Which is interesting because she could have killed him on Malachor, and she didn't. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And what did he go on to continue to do? Dude. Okay, so this supports the point that I was about to make as well, that she's tried so hard to not let attachment and all of the things that were wrong with the Jedi cloud her path, that she, everything about this point in her life feels like an overcorrection. You know, like having left Sabine, your family died on Mandalore because your master didn't trust you. To me, that suggests that as she was training her, it was a similar fork in the road that Luke faced when Yoda didn't want him to leave Dagobah to go save his friends in The Empire Strikes Back because of the temptation, because he wasn't ready. It, it seems like it's got to be exactly that kind of thing. Like, this is happening on Mandalore, the, the Night of a Thousand Tears, the Purge and all this stuff, and she's like, you can't go, you're not ready, right? Also, think about the word legacy. It doesn't mean it was something you chose necessarily or something right, you deliberately right. did, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's where this conversation between the three of us started. Your legacy can be whatever is left in your wake based on the decisions you've made. So so the idea that she protected Anakin even after he was Darth Vader, that would the, the death and destruction he caused. Bro. Yes. Dang. That's good. Would continue to be her legacy. That was good, Brooke. You know, because good. a legacy is just what you leave behind. So the a, you know, a lack of action can can create uh, a, a legacy just as much as as taking action can. Right. Silence is violence. Yeah, oh, that's good. That's Ooh, really good. Baby. Okay, while we're on Sabine and all of this, just I'm, I'm taking a poll. This is what I thought. People agreed in Discord last night. Nick agreed. Did Sabine use the force, even if it was just a little <clears throat> when she reached out? Did you hear it? Did you hear the sound? I think her relying on her Mandalorian ways to shoot the whipcord or to shoot the like her own version of the... <laughs> the uh the darts the whistling birds um i think that was just it was to show like here comes the fake out but remember she's mandalorian she's got this the mandalorian been fighting jedi forever this is what they do so so you didn't hear it i heard it but i i'm like oh cool but for me i'm like 
Because she does the hand first. I don't think I heard it either, but was it like um, it was like a, a low sort of it's subby bass sound? And it like comes a, up at the release, yeah. Mm. But it farts out. It's like it was like a shitty 808 to just put <laughs> put it out. Like yeah. So I wonder. I, I I wonder. What did the Discord say? People were agreeing yesterday, and it, yeah, Sarah Crow says yeah, just a smidge. SoCalBat too, Ethan. Yes. So no. so I. I, okay, I I think when when I saw that moment, I had the conscious thought of is she, is this just trickery? I feel like Shin's reaction to it was genuinely. She's still a Padawan, technically, right? She's still learning. What was genuinely like just a flint, just a defensive flinch as when you're fight, you know, when you're training with other force users, yeah. you know, when they, when that, ha- when that motion happens that you're going to get thrown, your ass is getting thrown against a wall or, yeah. or your lightsaber is getting taken out of your hand or whatever it's going to be. So she just kind of flinched. And then there was a, obviously a dramatic beat, which was really effective where she realized you have no power. It's her line. It's a distraction. But then I, but, no. or she took the hit and was like, I, that wasn't shit. Well, Yeah. Either way, I was going to get to the, the point that when I think my initial thought was um, was that Sabine was maybe it was like it was like a fake out because to your point, Mike, she's Mandalorian. She's, they use, you know, weapons and, and trickery and, you know, in combat are their, their tools. Right. And so but but I on on the bit I rewatched today, uh, I can't see I can't remember the order. Maybe I did see the, the Merrick death when i rewatched today maybe i got through the lightsaber fights i'm not i'm not sure but i think i i rewatched enough to see the scene where she does that and i would say i'm on the second viewing i i do believe that she at the very least thought she was using the force, or you know she was genuinely attempting to use the force that it wasn't just like a gimmick i didn't notice the sound but I, but just watching the performance i think you can see it on her face that yeah she was she was trying to move the cup right right all right. Um, I mean, we'll see. But going back to Ahsoka real quick, um, in the fight with Balin after, after you know, the moment where she thinks Sabine is dead because Shin shows up, right? Right. She gets, like, really emotional for a second. Like, and all of this is, I think it's just the culmination of what we were talking about before, of, of her overcorrecting, right? When she throws Shin against that rock, yeah, she's super angry. Yep. So... She's like potentially, and Alex from Star Wars Explained is saying the same thing, tapping into the dark side at that moment. And that's what threw her off balance. It was that anger. That's what ultimately led her to, to lose to Balin. You guys get that vibe? Or, or is this like, off like, balance? Or is this like an, uh, an overanalyzation? No, I, 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 think, I don't think you're wrong at all. And I think one of the things about Ahsoka is the fact that she has historically given in to those temptations at times makes yeah. me think of the scene in the temple uh, when Anakin appears behind her and then turns into Vader and she screams, mm. no, you know, like that's, that's uncharacteristic of a, of a trained Jedi to, to have that level of emotion. Right. I mean, look at Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon's death versus Obi-Wan's reaction to it. Right. I yeah. mean, Obi-Wan's death versus Luke's reaction to it. it yeah. There's a there's a through line there. There's a screaming of the word no. Yeah. I mean, Obi-Wan <laughs> did. Luke did. You know, she's showed the tendency to give in to her uh, anger and fear because she never finished her training. I think that's really important to this story. Ah- 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 Ahsoka walked away for the right reasons, but she did not finish her training. 
And she did not become a Jedi Knight. You know, she like, she was not, never a Jedi master. She didn't, she didn't, te- you know, master uh, the, the art. And right. so you're getting this raw, you're still getting this raw, uh, uncut force user, even though she's learned what she's learned. And obviously she's hardened by like all the experiences she's had and is a force for good. But I, I absolutely think that entire thing was an, was a fit of rage. You know, sure. all you need was Palpatine standing next to her going, good. Yeah. It was Kill like her. that. She was, yes, she was angry. I mean, it was all anger. What if also, just like, uh, you know, a version of what happened in the Mortis arc, what if grabbing that map, which was being held up by a dark spell, infused her with some of that dark energy? Mm. Sure. And that kind of, mm. I don't know, pushed the snowball. Mm. Interesting. I mean, also her her master was, uh, I mean, I'm talking about a person who like used emotion mm-hmm. and encouraged her to do that. I mean, there's, that's the yeah. thing, right, Mike? Like yeah. that's, she didn't finish her training, but what training she got was from someone who ultimately gave in to the dark side completely. So right. uh, I think she was, she's kind of set up for failure yeah. as far as being a, a pure, you know, true practicing Jedi. It's well, just never going to happen. And adding her. Obi and adding Obi-Wan with that too, right? Like Obi-Wan was, is the one who's like your classical Jedi at the time, who's always telling Anakin, you're, you're, you know, you're emotional, you're reacting. Anakin teaching Ahsoka, the Jedi are not perfect. They don't do things right all the time. You have to be able to trust yourself. Him going, I'm emotional. I'm in love. I'm doing all these things wrong, but he's telling her like, you know, how, how are we going to alter the course of the Jedi, she still takes all that with her for sure. And then to know that, you know, if, if she was to turn off her emotion completely, how does that make her, how is that make, how is that able to make her go up against her adversary, which is her old master? Because the first thing he says in rebels, right? The revenge is not the Jedi way. Right. Yeah. And all you know, he's, he's, he's using her, he's trying to screw up her emotions to get her off balance. And yeah. that's, that's cause he's, He's like, I taught you how to be emotional. Yeah. In this. I mean, it's it's God, baloney. Yeah. <laughs> Praise be. Praise be to him. Praise be. Okay. Uh I'll skip this one about Sabine. Okay, with the map destroyed, no hyperspace ring. I had this panic moment, like, oh my God, what happens now? How do they get there? My brain immediately went to the world between worlds. That's the only way they're gonna get to this other galaxy. But the thing I didn't think about, which is the more obvious solution is it's going to be the Pergil that helped them get there because they know they know where it is. You know, they took Ezra and, and Thrawn there in the first place. Or is it going to be the world between worlds? What do you guys think? We, we have to go to this galaxy. This, this right. has to be the door opening to whether it's only for this story. I strongly believe it is not. I think we're, we're opening up a, a, a whole new um, highway uh, you know, of, of storytelling opportunities for Star Wars in general by move, by saying there's another galaxy in yep. the universe at this time that is sustaining life, right? But as far as how we get there, I, I think it, it's funny, Adam, because I think both options are such cool B-sides. You know, there's such yeah. cool deep cuts in, yep. in Star Wars lore that it's like, do I care? I don't really care which one, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, if if we figure out a way for them to like bond with 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 the pergol and 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 go, you know, or, or uh, dude, dude, this just came in my brain and I 
you know, I'm speculating. There he is. We did finally get the we did finally get the ghost introduced into live action. Mm-hmm. The Star Destroyer was taken there physically by the Purgle. What what a moment! Here here you go. What if some of them go via Ghost Purgle and Soka gets there through the world between worlds and meets oh, them there? Yeah, you know both. So you get they, both. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. I think the the Purgle thing checks out. I mean, I think the fact that we've already seen them above C-tos, taking the Ghost, right? It would just be amazing. It would be it would awesome. Be, it would be like a hands in the air moment for us to have to have Ezra be able to tell the Purgle to go get my friends and come back here would be mm-hmm. incredible. I think the world between worlds and why it's important is you remember back when the world between worlds serves almost as and I know that there's definitions of like what it is and Filoni's talked about it but in some ways it almost gives you views into realities that were not your own right or alternate endings or whatever right so I think what's going to happen is that Anakin coming back pulling her in being fully formed not being a force ghost right I think is actually more the force going to show her that her destiny arrives all the same right I'm quoting yeah. a different franchise here, but we are going to, when, when Ezra was tempted with the world between worlds, Palpatine goes, imagine if you were just with your family and he showed Ezra with the thing that he wanted most, which was to be, find his parents again, right? To, to remember what that was like to be with them, even though he knew that they were gone and Palpatine put that in there so that he would go into it. And that would be one problem less that Palpatine has to worry about. So I think next week we're actually going to see these ideas that Ahsoka in her life could have gone back and made different choices. And the idea is actually like, I don't trust actually Anakin Skywalker being in there. I think there's something. Oh yeah. Same. There is something very, there's an under, there's a reason the score ended with Vader's theme. Yeah. You know what I mean? There, yes. the, and, and whether this is. Hashtag more to come on that. Okay. All right, we'll we'll get there. But anyways, I'm just saying the world between worlds is not going to, I don't think it's going to serve her as a means of transportation somewhere. I think it's going to serve her as her ability, almost like her training to remember that what she is going to go through is going to remind her that she was actually everything, all the trials and tribulations she's gone through is actually pointing her exactly where she already is. Well, then with that said, Mike, do you think that Anakin's actually standing there? Or, or or do you think it's similar to what Palpatine showed Ezra? And the reason I ask is... That's what I'm worried about. The reason I ask is that Ezra saw them, but it was like a, it was like an acid trip vision of them. It wasn't them standing there saying, hello, son. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, a, it was a vision created by Palpatine because he had that piece of the temple that, that, that had the power to create that the, because that, that that temple was one of the gateways to right. the world between worlds right so that's why he took that piece of it so he could harness that power right and and use it himself go in and out of the world between worlds so uh, yeah i wonder if it's actually anakin i, I feel like it is like I, I but clearly the music and knowing that palpatine has already harnessed this thing he knows yeah. how to use it right he knows how to reach into it right and 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 you know, alter the course of things and, or at least try to. So I don't know. I, I mean, I, you know, look, Luke, look, Luke saw Vader in the cave, you know, I mean, it's, yes. yeah. anything, anything is possible. I think, especially in a supernatural state or, or, you know, um, 
environment like the world between worlds. Right, right. Either way, we're going to get the answer and it's going to be freaking sick. And <laughs> it's all planned out. And You're I have correct. no doubt of that now. I have no, there is nothing in my mind that's like, well, how are they going to get out of this bucket of syrup and explain it? It's, it's ready to go. Yeah. It's already on deck. There's another subtle clue. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe this is overinterpretation. We'll, we'll talk about it uh, later in the den. Uh, but shout out to MC Rocco in, in the Discord who had like just jogged my memory, a thing that I was thinking earlier. I'm just going to say this and you guys can say yes or no. And we got, we got to move on. I'm wondering if the discrepancy between the scene that they recreated from rebels where Ahsoka shows up and Sabine, she and Sabine go get in the ship. Sabine's got her armor on when they first go to start this mission, right? Ahsoka's wearing the gray, um, poncho, whatever, not the big white robe with the staff, right? We're all thinking, okay, this is just a stylistic choice you know, it's an adaptation, whatever. What if, via the world between worlds, she re- reboots this entire thing, mm. and we see that scene again? And after going through all this, she starts over. She starts over, and she she's since learned. And we see the scene again, and she's in the white robe with the staff. But we already know the first order happens. It's like, what is she rebooting to accomplish? The the war happens. The dark the dark forces prevail at the end of her arc. <laughs> I don't know. You know. I'm with you on that because I think the world between worlds is is uh, as uh, uh, it's referred to as I think sliding doors or closed loop. I don't think the world between worlds is like a butterfly effect thing, and I think we're gonna see more on that next week, where alternate realities could you you basically are getting a version of you being able to uh, observe or feel like you're participating in what could have been. But I think, again, the path of a Jedi is not to go back and almost think about it this way. Revenge is not the Jedi way. If Obi-Wan was to go through the world between worlds and actually killed Maul and let Qui-Gon live, he's getting revenge. Mm. Qui-Gon was supposed to be gone. You know what I mean? Yes, but let me present this. Ezra reached through and pulled Ahsoka out. He, He altered the situation. He, you know, yeah, you're right. Right. Yep. But, uh, but we can get into, we don't have time to, but we could get into a full blown, amazing conversation about time travel and the idea that if, if it's a closed loop, that's a great way to put it, Mike. Right. That means that everything happens exactly the way it's happened. All it says the force wills it. If no one is able to go back and, un, and stop Ezra from taking her out of that situation and it only happens the one time, mm-hmm. then it happens every time. Right. So it's the destiny. idea that Ahsoka could go through to reboot, I think, I think my answer is no because I, I don't, I don't think that th- that would have already happened. Right in a closed loop time space continuum, she's already gone through and rebooted it. Sure. Like at some point, Ezra and, Ezra pulls Ahsoka Tano out, but that makes Anakin Skywalker go in. Yeah. Mm, yeah. But I just, I'm just saying that like the, the, the idea of the quantum physics behind the time space continuum that you can't, you can't change anything. Right. Even though Ezra changed something. Right. He's, he did it the one time it actually happened and it, it can't ever be undone. Ahsoka has never gone into reboot or it already would have happened. It can't happen here, you know. I mean, like, not necess- not necessarily. Like she could go do it, and it could be a destiny thing. I mean, it's all paradoxical anyway. Sure. Like she, and that's what I'm saying. Like, when is, what's the first time that she does it? Is it now? She could go do it again, but 
it still ha- happens the same way, like kind of Terminator style, like Judgment Day For will sure. happen there regardless there of. And it, and it ends up right back where it is. I just don't know if we'll see the white, the white yeah. robe. God, I would love I, to. I think, I think because they settled on the costume for Rosario Dawson being the gray and the blue and stuff, that's just what they had to go with. Yeah. Personally. I wish I could have my bingo card back because I think we're going to see that white robe and it's going to be majestic. I don't, I don't know that we're not going to see it ever, but I don't know if we're going to see it in the moment that we've already seen that was the exact scene from Rebels, just oh, not sure. in the yeah, white robe. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm not sure. Dang. And would probably lean towards no. Isn't it crazy? Like Star Wars is just, just some cool looking ships and laser swords and we're mm-hmm. talking about something buddies yeah, we're talking, about, we're, we're talking about ripples in space and time dude it's it must be this afrin uh, <laughs> let's uh let's move on because we're going way long hey everyone we want to take a moment to tell you about the sponsor of this podcast roosevelt you may know roosevelt as the company who makes those rad all over print button downs with just about every franchise that you love They, of course, have Star Wars, because this is a Star Wars podcast, but they also have Harry Potter, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, NASA, WWE, The Office, Nickelodeon, Rick and Morty, Friends, all kinds of other stuff, including new lines from Yellowstone and The Godfather. And not just button downs, but t-shirts. They do shorts, jackets, hoodies, koozies, flannels, so many different kinds of items, so many dope designs. So if you're interested in picking something up for the first time, go to rsvlts.com and use promo code THANKTHEMAKER with no spaces to get 20% off your first purchase. Once again, that's rsvlts.com. Use promo code THANKTHEMAKER to get 20% off of your first purchase. Thousand generations. It is the dark saber. It's a Kalikori. A Sith Wayfinder. Dark science. Cloning. Secrets only the Sith knew. Mike, you want to sub in for Nick in this Den of Antiquities sesh here? You know, I can do that, Adam, and I will uh, I will try to do Nicky Bumfinger the <laughs> utmost honor. So proud of you. So let's talk about the Den of Antiquities. This one was rich. It's deep. It, uh, it, it certainly uh, it would make you dive into it. You don't even have to shy away from it. You dove right into it. One of the X-Wing pilots that accompanies Hera and the Ghost is played by Armor Party guest and a massive Star Wars fan and probably one of the coolest, most down-to-earth dudes, the grandson of John Wayne, Brendan Wayne, who you know as the guy who spends most of the time in the suit of Din Djarin, the Mandalorian. Yes, sir. So, uh, Brendan Wayne. It's so Wayne, cool for him. It's amazing. And I was waiting for him to say a line, but I think, I, I assume that he's technically SAG, but Ryan, you probably know better than my, better than I, if you say something on screen, it puts you in a different category, right? Uh, it definitely puts you in a different income st- status. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's, it is calculated by screen time and, um, and lines and name and credit, you know? Sure. Um, so. I bet I bet he had lines. I bet they shot lines, and they just it, it just wasn't it didn't make sense for it to be. Yeah. Sure. I bet it. Well, I don't think it was a money thing. Yeah, yeah. Which you know is, what I mean? Like, yeah, there's sure. no way they didn't have him in the cockpit and go, okay, say, you know, copy that. Say, right. you know, they 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 did that stuff. I'm sure they just didn't they didn't put it in. This puts Brendan Wayne into that growing list of people who have played multiple characters. You know, Jeremy Bullock being Boba Fett. Also a pilot in the Clone Wars. Uh, it's it's awesome. So congratulations, Brennan, for for letting his face be seen. And he's got a. I actually I love his I love his helmet. I gotta get some more shots of that. You're saying that two of your friends have like your your friends that you can talk to. You can just text them. Say what's up, man? How you doing? Mm-hmm. We're in this show. Well, I mean, 
you know, I, I was, that's crazy. I, I mean, that's the friends crazy. of the pods, you guys. Are friends that's of what, our I know, pods. But, but you know what I mean? I'm just saying it's crazy yeah, yeah. that to two people we know at that at that degree of separation, which yeah. is none, yeah. are are we're in two so far in fifty percent of a <laughs> Yeah, I'd say so far we're we're doing pretty good. Life is cool. Another another one of the X Wing pilots is Dong Dinningjer, and she's a she's one of the prop uh, special effects makeup wardrobe fabricator who um, she worked for Legacy FX. She's also worked for Stan Winston Studios, um, a ton of different shows, and then we also and she I believe was the Roydian um, that has uh, basically for people who are like what's a Roydian? It's basically uh, Greedo. Yeah. So uh, pretty awesome. Um, Dawn, uh, has, I believe, I believe she's played a Roydian already in Mando or Book of Boba Fett, I believe. But then there's also Pam Riddlework, who's also been, uh, one of the Roydians too. So, I mean, regardless, they're thrown in their friends. Um, I'd like to be a friend. <laughs> I feel like I'm ready. My helmet's back there. Just put me in. As soon as you get rid of that sniffle. Full conversation with Filoni at the airport about us being in the show. It's fine. It's totally fine. Don't worry about it. Put me in, coach. I'm on it. I'm ready. I'm on it. I'm ready. I am all over it, Mike. Yeah, which I actually think would be a lot harder than you'd think to not, you know what I mean? Like, you think about the process of, like, the not talking like a, oh, yeah, we're going to go blast them out of the sky. Like, they don't talk like that because they're trying to emulate fighter pilots that are always like, you have to stay calm. Let's go ahead. Look at the size of that thing. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, that, that actually be harder than I think. Say, Dave, if you're listening or watching this right now, <laughs> it would not be hard for me. I would absolutely nail it. I am ready to go. He's ready. Put him in. Uh, one of the pilots has a helmet that's the, got the same circular pattern that's got the different sizes of the of the radiuses as Theron Nett, who is Red 10 from the original trilogy. Unfortunately, both of them met their fate uh, in a fiery explosion. So uh, note to cosplayers out there, if you build that helmet, it's probably bad luck. Let's just say that. Hey, let me good? get you here. Yeah, well, good. Let me, let me show you that. Oh, you're going to pull that up? I was talking to Jason Chiodo about this earlier. Ooh! Look at that. There it is. Um, that's the symbol right there uh, between the two. Look at this. See, this is a visual podcast. Here's a little closer look at the helmet that a maker made. This is not a Star Wars backyard. Ah, look at you. Mike with the helmet. Okay, this looks good. I mean, I like this. Going to the next one. I got visuals all day. Yeah, yeah, this is good. So maybe I'll do the rest of the Den of Antiquities uh, like this because I can't hear you guys, which is fine. Um, so let's go, uh, let's get into the details, which is Ahsoka versus Balin, their lightsaber forms. Now for all of us nerds who are really into this stuff from the OG Revenite in discord, one of our patrons, uh, said that the, through the Jedi path manual book, which they released that series. I think there's a bounty hunter code secrets of the Sith, uh, Jedi path. Um, and, and even the Knights of the old Republic games, um, Balin uses form Four, which is Ataru. Um, his style of lightsaber is what I believe is called a claymore. Super. Is that what a kind of sword? Ryan, back me he, up on your. He hold, uh, He he has that sort of old English broadsword, yeah. two two handed method. So mm-hmm. one of the time you you see that in this episode, he really very deliberately holds it like this with his hands kind of far apart. Right. But then there's a there uh, when Sabine comes down to the. Uh, the shrine, the temple, or the shrine, or whatever we're calling that—that that, where right, the map right. is—and she's just like pew pewing the way he's like doop doop doop, doop no action, yeah. no no Classic. no like 
uh, fluidity, just very medieval in his sword, you know, sword style. Just, so, just like the hallway <clears> in episode one. I'm like, not sure if it's what yeah. you said, what you said when you asked me that, if I knew, but I did immediately notice that it was like a, um, a very knight medieval style, two handed broadsword. Cause those, those do those big, like swinging broadswords. Those things are heavy as shit. They, they yeah. weigh, you know, I don't even know, 80 pounds, 75 pounds, like 80 pounds. They're huge. So you can't have any kind of delicate swordplay. It's, it's really about brute force. Yeah. And, and that's definitely his vibe. I mean, look at, look at him. Right. Look at the man. Right. Where Shin is, Shin is more like Katana is with, I think it's us. So it's one of the most advanced saber forms. It focuses on aerobatics and fast paced attacks. It's meant for single opponent combat and it's meant to end an opponent quickly. As in, no swashbuckling, straight to uh, just right through you, right? Yeah. So none of this, none of this, none of this. <laughs> it's uh, and so Yoda and Qui Gon were known practitioners of this form. Um, Yoda was. It's it, well, it's interesting because I I don't doubt that this is. I mean, that this is accurate. I can see Yoda but, doing that though. But there's certainly what. Correct me if I'm wrong. I there weren't really any acrobatics or that kind of thing involved in the way he, he had was a fighting. couple moves, but it was like it, very. Like, but I'm just saying when I think of acrobatics, if that's what it says in the, uh, you know, in the encyclopedia, yeah. like he wasn't. He wasn't like he did almost like an aerial once. There was like one sick right. spin move, but the rest yeah. was like very calculated. It, it's almost like. You know, you got a couple moves, like it says, meant to end an opponent quickly. But he's up against Ahsoka, which, Mike, you're about to talk here. So right. that, I'm sure that, like any, like any, um, you know, give and take of a fight, you got to work with what you're defending against, right? right? I just kind of feel like an idiot because I didn't read it that far ahead in the notes. And I was like, yeah, so it's just two-handed, broadsword, brute force. He doesn't really do anything. And the first thing is it focuses on acrobatics. I'm like, oh, well, I guess but I... It, but he did have that vibe. I... I I was trying to articulate this yesterday. It felt very like medieval old English, like you're saying yeah. in the way that the original trilogy did. I'm thinking like Luke and Vader in Return of the Jedi, there was lots of acrobatics, but they were, it was very classical style. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. You know? Right. Uh, so Ahsoka uses form five, specifically the Demso variant. Is that how you pronounce it? I believe you. Let's try it. Be Gemso. Gemso, like Jaren, Den Jaren, oh, oh, Gemso. Yeah. Nice, dude. I like it. Is a form that focuses on aggressive counterattacks, which certainly I also loved. Let's shout this out. Ahsoka using like almost preferring the single blade. Yeah, in this whole fight, one blade. Super sick, and I love that the new Fallen Order game gives you the option to be able to do that as well. Like, that's rad. Yeah, uh, it's the most basic of lightsaber forms. We're not saying Ahsoka is basic, but certainly <laughs> sometimes if we get down to it and saying it's a basic form, she if doesn't. it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly <laughs> right. It's meant to teach the basics of lightsaber usage, which I would say she's figured it out. So thank you very much. And she may have been trying to toy with Balin or test him, feel it out, maybe trying to see if he had any issues with pride, which is usually a thing that the Sith are all good and soaked up with. Oh, you missed something here. So so hold on. So Form 5 was the first one with the aggressive counterattacks, but then she switches to her own variation of Form 1, oh. Shicho. Oh, I see. Okay. That's the basic oh. one. And that has that samurai 
stuff in it when she switches. Oh yeah, right? got it. Which is the two. Heads. I talked about uh, week one. I talked about um, how I was like, isn't Ahsoka's classic thing to have to to be backhanded? And I I feel like, and I watched the first episode a, a, a second time, um, and it's definitely not happening. Like it, when she's fighting those those hunter killers, mm-hmm. right? she's just holding them like this and fighting. This episode, dude, when she was fighting Merrick, she whips it up and like slowly turns it backhand. And I was like, there, there she is. is. There she is. It's Obi-Wan versus Maul style. She's feeling out the thing. She's she's playing her hand and trying to watch his poker face, you know, for, for clues. Which I love that. Um, and there was a lot of that like classic samurai assess the competition move yes. in the circle it's everything about it was fantastic um so one of our discord members og revenite's interpretation of it is that balin is all business he's not there to mess around i completely agree with that and indicates that he was more than a jedi knight per, perhaps a former jedi master nope. which would make sense bring on a new apprentice whatever happened to his old apprentice or apprentice i we need to hear more about this um yeah so let's go ahead and keep watching um, Sabine carries two Wee Star 35 blasters, which is a uh, common Mandalorian uh, blaster. And also, like, shout out to the props department, Marcus Nipa- Marcus, and, uh, and Judah Escalante, Marcus Napari and Judah Escalante, um, and all the guys who are working on this because, uh, yeah, they actually open up and she puts the cartridge in. Let's go. There it is on screen. So sick. Everything about it. Images via uh, Jason Chiodo's Instagram, by the way. The props to see this, like, in a practical sense, the Wii Stars always kind of have, like, they they originally, from Clone Wars, were, like, kind of boxy. They almost looked, like, kind of chunky, you know what I mean? Um, same with, like, the clone pistols are almost look just, like, low polygon renders. But this... Clone pistols look like the um, mouse droids, like a, like oh. a, a mouse droid in your hand. Yeah. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, and they and they were pretty chunky because the reality of them, you know, the show was fairly lo-fi compared to what we got in season seven, um, and Rebels was even a more simplistic form of that. Uh, so the Wee Star has always been kind of one of those blasters, um, and and they were in Clone Wars, and 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 we have that, you know, Jango Fett's, you know. Jenga Fett's pistols are, in in my opinion, hilarious. Um, but but this is this was on a whole nother level. I was I thought this was amazing. Um, she cocks it back. It's the first time we've ever seen that in Star Wars. I think that we've seen Din, you know, empty out cartridges when he has to go and you know take the ferry. Um, so it's not the first time that we've seen like how ammo is actually used in in blasters. But this was certainly one of those things where it was like, oh, okay, we're deepening the lore of star wars weaponry which is rad uh so we've got a little bit of speculation are we talking about this i feel like this is a juicy bit adam let's do it let's please do it. because i need you guys to teach me what this oh, what boy. you think about this i went went down the rabbit hole with jason chiodo earlier on this as well because he's our, our resident lightsaber expert yeah uh, new new hope workshop hit him up on instagram yeah so uh as we pointed out we're looking at uh, Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber. Now, if you are following along with this podcast, you know that there's a couple different versions of Anakin's Padawan lightsaber. He loses his lightsaber after he loses his hand in the Clone Wars, and then he gets a new saber, which ends up turning into Luke's. So there's a couple different versions that are present here, but what we noticed in this one particularly is how bright the uh component is that holds the 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 body 
the screw, what would have been the flash handle. Um, and this particular part, it's very bright, which lets us know that this saber, as it's on his hip in the world between worlds, it looks like his Graflex, which the Graflex is a specific type of flash handle that they use that was for the, uh, that's the way they refer to it because it literally says Graflex on the bottom of it. It's the brand um, of the- It's the, the brand of the flash handle. The real world um, camera component. Component part. That they built it out of, yeah. Um, so it looks like his Graflex from Revenge of the Sith, but it almost looks like it's painted black. It's dark. Now- this could have been something where, like, Star Wars fans are going, you know, they said, we just don't want it to look flashy on his belt. We want it to kind of have, like, the mood. That could be very well be true. But Filoni is not the kind of guy to mess up something like lightsabers because in the flashback of Obi-Wan, Anakin had his proper saber. Which is this. Which is that. He told me all about this when he held my lightsaber at the airport when we hung out, you know? This is, I do this is never yeah. going to end, and I yeah. love it. Yeah, and this is good. This is an ongoing conversation of Dave Filoni, which is, which is great. I'm glad you got to experience it, Ryan. I'm glad you haven't, you haven't left anything out. Um, so, so look at these real quick, the, the defining characteristics of this version of the saber. So this is the, the episode three version. I had the Master Replicas version of this when it came out. It has notably this... Um, Cover tech wheel. C cover tech wheel, which is the, the, the way it attaches to the, um, the clip on the belt rather yep. than at the bottom of the pommel. I mean, we're on YouTube. Let's bring this up. Let's look at it. Oh, you got it right there. Yeah. Okay. So um, there would be a, a D ring at the end for the original trilogy, but this little thing right here, it's a, it's a disc for anyone who's just listening. Yeah. So there's the D ring that Mike has, hangs from the belt, old school. This thing, it slips in. It's almost like a uh, like a cop would have something on his belt with this kind of thing, right? Snaps in, snaps exactly. out. Exactly. So this is the Graflex, and the reason we call it that is because you can see. Yeah, it says, literally says Graflex right there. Graflex New York, and this was literally when it's in the snow in Empire. Yep. And it's sitting there, and it starts doing this. Yep, shaking. It still says New York on it, so yeah. New York is canon. See it, Mosh Eisley. <laughs> so, I mean, I think what's interesting about this is but hold on. Oh, you're still going. I love it. A few parts. This one right here that I have highlighted. Uh-huh. This is a clamp in the actual camera that, like, holds the thing in place. Mike's is different because this is the, the different version, orig original trilogy version. There's this, like, diamond um, grippy kind of portion on yeah. the middle. Yeah, it's, like, knurled. Yep. Yeah, it's really, really reflective, which makes sense here why this would be reflective but it's not that much more reflective. Like, look how chrome all the rest of this is. There's also this bronze um, button here, which yeah, we can which see pretty clearly here. The glass eye. Dude, it's definitely black. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, it almost looks as if there's no silver in the Graflex handle. That's what I'm saying. Like, the whole thing is just dark. And Jason's murdered like, out. well, what if it's just the shadow here, which I would, I would agree with if this part wasn't so reflective like if this is going to reflect light this way the whole thing is going to show the whole thing will and if it was all black this would look black too or if it was all in shadow this would be you know what i mean something's so, going on here it's weird man it's weird it almost looks like at the bottom let's take a look at that okay the it's got the rabbit it's got the it rabbit looks like ears. crinkled a little bit right it does it looks way. like at the yes. end is the end is like fried like, like Kylo it's damaged Ren's, like 
Yes, uh, exactly. I saw the exact same the, thing. The, the butt of Cal's lightsaber, how it's yep. all the, Fried the kind off. of wires and stuff are sticking out. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I mean, oh. it's tough. I mean, I, this is zoomed way in. I brightened the hell out of it in Photoshop. So, I mean, we don't, we don't get a real solid look at it, but it, it does not look chrome to me. It doesn't even look. Will, when they fight next week. There's yeah. something going on, people. There's something going on here. So shout out to our resident lightsaber expert. We're very grateful for Jason's uh, uh, complete, uh, absolute sheer insanity when it comes to knowing the differences between lightsabers, but also like knowing the parts. He's like by far my best resource for being like, all right, explain this to me. Um, so Jay and Jason's been a, a huge Huge help. He's done a ton of builds for us. Um, so if you're looking for lightsabers, looking for a builder, you want to make custom lightsabers, um, I'm check the, out. I'm the proud owner of four modified lightsabers <laughs> from, from him. From New Hope Workshop, which is amazing. So check him out on Instagram. We share his stuff all the time. Um, but he's he's been a uh, – he loves this stuff. You can't get enough of it. We'll see him on Star Cruiser. He's, he's with us. Um, so maybe we should all bring a lightsaber because why not? Um, so we've got that. And I think really for the juicy stuff, I mean, we could get into some other things that are, you know, I, I, I think overall less important. Um, but let's, it's how we, this was supposed We're to be short. Hour. Yeah. Yeah. This way you can't have Ryan and I on the show anymore. All yeah. supposed to be short. Yeah. <laughs> we did such a great job last week. Yeah. It only took one week to completely blow the whole entire system. Um, this is the, we way. could do, I love you. I know, but I don't know. Thing. Yeah. I mean, without if you choose something different this week, you're doing it just to be like, well, let's not all pick the same thing. And you don't need to do that. Yeah. Because we're all going to pick the same thing. Let's just say, number one, Rosario is just killing it. It's like she has a TV next to a mirror and she's watching animated yeah. Ahsoka's face and just learning all of the faces, the way she purses her lips, the way she turns the, the wide eyed look over the shoulder, like everything. She's just absolutely killing it. And the 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 look of surprise when she hears Anakin's voice, I have goosebumps everywhere in my whole body. <laughs> Dude, I I just I cry every time I watch it. I watched it five times now. This is the way in twenty four hours, and it's uh, God, it's great. It's just great. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. All right, we're gonna get out of here. If you've been watching YouTube, subscribe, like, do all the things that people tell you to do. I don't want to say the words because I feel like a dork. Uh, patrons, thanks for being here with us. We appreciate you. Jason, thanks for all of the insight. Next week, Nick and I will be together. We might do a live watch party. Whoa. We got to figure out how to do that. I'll be on his bus like right before they play. So I don't know. It would be awesome to do a live watch party, but we're, we're going to do the reaction right after. Mm. Who knows about the time? Because I might have to bail back to my house to do it. I, I can't imagine it'll work at the venue. But either way, it's going to be a big one next week. We should do some special stuff. So we are planning on watching it next week. We shouldn't sit next week out. Um, I think I'm going to watch the show. Yeah. The thing for me is I have to try to remember, you know, it's, <laughs> I've got to set alerts on my phone. Yeah. It's just, God. I'm actually very grateful for that recap at the beginning. And I never yeah. hit skip recap as if I wasn't <laughs> fawning over exactly what had happened. Yeah. Previously There's just so much to keep track of with, you know, new episodes of it's true. Real Housewives and stuff. I just, you know. I know it is. It's hard. Vanderpump, dude. It's just killing me. I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to catch up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Ah, God, this show. Let's keep it Dave up. Filoni directing next week. Our boy uh, uh, Henry will be watching in a theater. You got tickets somewhere, apparently. Stoked for you. Congratulations, my man. NATO Potato also got Chicago. I mean, we got we got patrons covered seeing it in uh, on the big screen. Now, 
it also does say that Star Wars is feeling very good about what this episode is going to do because this idea that mm-hmm. you're bringing this let's bring everybody into this theater to watch a 45 minute episode it means it's something <laughs> something unbelievable <laughs> is going to happen dude there's it has to be yeah 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 and yeah. you know we we've, we've talked about the idea that there have been so many moments in the in the uh in the Disney Filoni era of Star Wars where they do just give it they give you what you want they right. just go for it they're yep. just what is the most nerd porn <laughs> ultimate moment that everyone wants to see okay we'll get we're gonna do that mm. yep. you're not gonna know when we're gonna do it but we're gonna i mean they just did this week that's it, it, like if you are like us and you've watched it all seeing live action anakin and ahsoka on screen together is hey snips. it's like what can they do next week what oh. what could be gnarlier than that uh, Best Star Wars fan films of all time. We'll see you on Mustafar. Or we'll see you at another time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, dudes. Uh, love you. Thanks for hanging. Everybody, thanks for listening. And until next week, may the Force be with you. If you enjoy Thank the Maker, you can support us by following and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or you can support us directly at patreon.com slash thankthemakerpod, where you can get access to our Discord server, exclusive content, exclusive merch, our recording live stream, and more. Our patrons quite literally make Thank the Maker possible. <laughs>